0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
1: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love.
0: The Britlinks.com podcast. I'm Stuart Wright and this is the Britflix.com podcast. On this podcast, rather than critique or score films out of 5 or 10 or tell you what we love or what we hate, I sit down with the filmmaker and get them to give us an insight into the process of making their movie, what they discovered, what they learned, all those kind of things. Or I get to sit down with a horror film fan and get them to tell me five great British horror films that they think we should all take interest in. Either way, this podcast is provided totally free without any outside advertising. So, if you enjoy it, please make sure to subscribe in iTunes and if you've got that bit more time, write me a review too. It all helps. Thank you. Hi, this is Stuart, just cutting in before the uh, interview with Rebecca Louisa Smith begins. Um, just to let you know that towards the end of... Of the um, podcast, there's some drilling in the background, which it's a bit annoying, but it doesn't doesn't go over the uh, the voices you can hear, so shouldn't spoil your enjoyment of the podcast. Welcome to another Britflix.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright, and today we're talking film festivals with the film festival doctor Rebecca Louisa Smith. Hello, Rebecca.
1: Hi. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Uh, the pair we're talking February twenty third. We're both fresh, fresh from the uh, the, the, the the bright and breezy uh, winter climes of Berlin Berlinale. <laughs> we are <laughs> coping with the reality of uh, life back in Blighty. Yeah. Now before we start talking about film festivals, sort of in general, do you want you want to talk about what what you do and what you represent as? As the film festival doctor and what that might mean for filmmakers.
1: Yes. So we work in the area of film distribution. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we place our clients' films in the right film festivals around the world for their film. Mm-hmm. And we also can help them find the right sales agent and PR. So it's a very kind of comprehensive service in terms of getting the right exposure, recognition and awards.
0: Mm. So by... by. By implication, that would suggest that there's something to be had from these film festivals if you're a filmmaker.
1: Yes, absolutely, because festivals are very important, um, not just now in terms of getting an alternative way of distributing your film in a cinema, mm-hmm. but actually when it comes to the awards, festivals are important because if you win certain level and type of awards at certain festivals, that then gets you on the route to BAFTA and Oscar. So if you win, for example, um, the Best of Fest at the St. Louis Film Festival in, in America,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: means that your short film, for example, can then uh, be submitted for consideration for an Oscar nomination.
0: Mm. So then we'll, let, let's, let's, let's just rewind on that one then. So for for the layperson who's got who's sat who's who's thinking of making films or has just made the first couple of films and they're looking to submit to festivals, there are there are I guess tiers or layers of film festivals. Yes, and I guess. To use a football metaphor, you've got you've got the Premier League, yeah, and you've got the uh, conference semi-amateur leagues as well, and Hackney Marshes, yes. All and, and they're all and they're all available to filmmakers, but some are more important than others, aren't they? So, do you want to explain what makes some important and what makes others not so important?
1: Yes. So, I mean, every film festival that is reputable and you know has a good reputation and worth its salt, and you know it's a good. Respectable um, appreciation for the industry can offer filmmakers a lot so, you know so it's good for exposure, uh-huh. but then when you're after certain uh, when you have to when you um, have a certain type of goal and you want to achieve a specific kind of thing, uh-huh. then other festivals are going to be more important for you to prioritize say for example that you've got a sales agent and you want to get the best possible um, sales price set for your film. And to really get the best festivals on your poster for it to be taken seriously by the right buyers and mm-hmm. also into the industry as you being a prolific high-end filmmaker yeah. you've got to try and aim for the premier league as you said mm. so having your world premiere is always important world premier league needs to be at the right festival so therefore with a film like that to achieve those goals mm-hmm. the lines of toronto film festival the venice <laughs> film festival busan film festival Berlinale, of course, and mm-hmm. obviously can. those kind of ones, you know, the ones you've got to think, well, this is going to really, you know, like, get me the right press, I'll get a lot of attention if it wins a certain award at these festivals, help me set the sales price, be perceived differently by buyers, and also by the industry and my colleagues.
0: So that's, I mean, what we're, I guess what we're talking about at the minute is feature films, but yeah. I, get, I guess the same principles apply for those with short films, those festivals Carry the same kind of kudos for a short filmmaker. Obviously, not not the kind of, not sorry, the the uh, the route to sales, but certainly a route to establishing your position in the film world as a filmmaker.
1: Exactly, and also how seriously you're going to be taken. So yeah. yes, you're right. I mean, when you've got a strong short film that is a really strong calling card for you as a filmmaker. And or a proof of concept, it's got to be the right festival so the right pairs of eyes are seeing it, and obviously yeah. when you write awards, which could go, as I said earlier, to the BAFTA route and Oscar route, shorts are actually really important uh, yeah. because they are made for a reason, yeah. and festivals have the opportunity over of, of more other kind of events by having you know, the right laurels and the right awards to then go to that route and also be seen differently by maybe other investors or buyers uh, in terms of you know investing in that filmmaker with the next project being a feature. So when a, when a filmmaker says, "Oh yes, well, my short film—I have got two. They both uh, premiered at the Encounters Short Film Festival. Won the Grand Prix award of theirs. It got nomination for a BAFTA. I've won this, I've won that. You know, that's already <coughs> I, that already um, signifies to any anybody in the in, in the film industry that obviously this person is going to be a, a filmmaker of a certain standard and quality. That would be one that could potentially be quite commercial for a film, and obviously theatrical."
0: So in that, in that sense then, you're, you're, I guess from your point of view, you're, you don't just take on filmmakers and say, here you go, this is where I'm going to take you. You're yeah. almost like a filter in of yourself, aren't you? Because you obviously have to think, you must understand the film festival marketplace, as it were, as to what type of yeah. things get selected and who's likely to select what type of film. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what, what mm-hmm. type of things could you say that could help a filmmaker understand what it is their film... Let's let's start with a short film first. So the, the the filmmaker who's who's making the building blocks on their um, on their aspirations to be a feature filmmaker, and they're, they're they're either about to make a short film or or they've made a short film. Um, what what should they be trying to show off? That's going to make them sort of festival friendly to the festivals, but also some, somebody who you you might you might take an interest in.
1: Yeah, so it needs. So with a short film, it's all about the story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You've got to kind of. Uh, and I'm not saying reinvent the wheel and make up your own genre, and you know, and <laughs> uh, just. I don't mean like that. Yeah. I mean, it's in a case of it's actually putting together and crafting an original and kind of groundbreaking story that is different from other kind of generic kind of movies. Mm-hmm. So it's all about how the story is told. So that's how the characters developed, how it's executed, and the vision you got to do something that is different, that shows creativity, and that you can actually tell a story in a creative way that shows a lot of innovative, trailblazing talent. And that all starts with the scripts. So that means, obviously, a strong story, good dialogue, well-developed characters. Those are crucial, and those building blocks. Mm. Once you have that, obviously, then you've got to attach the right team to your film, the right actors, the right HODs, so the right you know editor, DOP, and, uh, and first AD, for example. And obviously have the right to support you and then also make it the right length, because sometimes short films can be too long. Mm-hmm. I mean, 15 minutes is enough, to be honest, unless it's really strong and can do more than that, then mm-hmm. maybe. But generally, any festival programmer loves the length of a short film to be between eight and 12 minutes. You can do a lot in that time. And show a lot of yourself in that time, and tell a story that's really like an emotional impact in that time. And it's, for them, it's good for programming because they can put a lot of shorts that are killers and no fillers into a short film program.
0: It's interesting you say eight to twelve minutes. I was I had a filmmaker on a couple of years ago who was who was lucky enough to get a bit of support from BFI. Yeah, and it was something like about eighteen pages, and they they were sort of coer Coerced is the wrong word, but I'm trying to think what the word is doesn't matter they were encouraged that's the word yeah to get it down to 10 pages before they would sign off on uh, supporting the production of it mm. because yeah. for that for the logic you're saying is that the programmers can fill slots and if you i mean i guess if it's an 80 if it's an 80 minute slot for a short films program eight mm. times 10 is 80 minutes isn't it so it's a kind of yeah. it makes it easy for the programmer as well doesn't it i suppose
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's true. And also because you'll find that you can. It's, this is the golden rule that any short film can be shorter, uh, <laughs> even, <laughs> even like one you think is perfect. It can be just a trim. Like, we've got a, We had an amazing short film called The Boy with a Camera for a Face.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's 15 minutes and it tells like an epic story in that time. But it could be just slightly trimmed uh, in certain parts to make it just a little bit, you know, like just a more of a slight flender from punch to really get things going. Mm. Uh, well, not get things going, but just, you know, move the, the end part a bit quicker. But it really is, you know, a striking movie. Um, so it doesn't detract from that. Just it could be even more so with that kind of just like really... Uh, Cutthroat kind of editing. I mean, we saw a lot of films last night at the Groucho Short Film Festival, and there we obviously get mixed bag at these things. But there's some very interesting talent. But then sometimes it could be just right. This is taking too long. It's taking too long to set this up, or you know, a little bit too long. But they're a good exercise in terms of like killing your darlings.
0: No, indeed, indeed. It's the the audience really doesn't care if it took you four days to set that shot up. If it's not superfluous, (laughs) it becomes superfluous, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. Absolutely. That's correct.
0: So, in that sense, the way you're talking, it sounds like, I mean, if a filmmaker's had, had a kind of couple of attempts and got nowhere with film festivals and is thinking, well, what, what am I meant to do? It sounds to me like you would welcome filmmakers coming to you at the script stage as much as you would welcome them with a finished film to sort of tout around.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we work with filmmakers at any stage. If they've got a finished film, great. If it's in development, that's great. I mean, we can not do either. But we do obviously encourage definitely to get things moving at development stage because that way our development team can kind of advise on the script to make it as festival viable as possible and to make it as strong as possible to get the right results the filmmaker wants and also gets gets in the budget early as well so we can get attached to the film early now one golden rule again another golden rule is that the first step is always the last step so you think backwards so you think right i'm going to make this short this feature for a reason okay. so what do i want to do with it so obviously I'm going to make it people to see so what are my distribution plans so that comes first and you work your way backwards to then you know how much it will cost to make and who you want and all that kind of thing. It's not just a case of going forwards, like, well, i make it and then it's done. You know, it's like a film kind of life d- doesn't end for, like, two years. I mean, with a short film, you can, you can travel the festival circuit for, like, 18, 24 months if it's a really strong short film. Yeah. You've got to keep doing that, you know, and commit to that outcome, dedicate, dedicate yourself to that, that outcome. Obviously, it's I know it's hard work making a film. Uh, I can obviously been on sets and stuff, and, it, you know, it is it is a process. Um, but then it's also about dedication and commitment. <coughs> So by uh, thinking at the end result, you'll then be prepared mentally what you've got to do when the film's finished, you know, in terms of getting into the right festivals, working with me and a team, et cetera, and yeah. getting in cinemas and all that kind of stuff, too. You know, when it's done is a process. And that's got to think of that first.
0: Right. So so it's like that, that in that sense, that's about it being a strategic process. Yeah. With it, with yes, it, it is
1: yes exactly you're right it's all about the strategy and that needs to be done early so we're doing a film right now in LA Mm -hmm. it's a great short film we actually worked on it at a script stage and it was a good strong script it's called The Spark and uh, it was very impressive and he's a first time filmmaker um, and he said well I want the script he has to write so then we got another draft and it was was pretty much nailed it now Mm -hmm. Um, so now it's a case of putting together the HODs the cast and crew and the festival plan and then putting that into the budget to raise and then that should be not too much to raise, and then getting it out there, basically. So it's, you know, because he knows what he wants from it. He wants to achieve certain goals mm. by, viewed by certain people. Obviously, to see it, they've got to see it at the right festivals and it got to be the right script and the right people to do that.
0: How, how do you balance sort of your knowledge and, and wisdom about film festivals and... Giving that as influence to help someone develop a screenplay for something that you might work with, so that the the talent gets to grow and evolve as to what they think they are as a filmmaker, and you you get to see something that you know you can work with, but without okay. you sort of imp- without it being an imposition. So this is you know because it can there can't they can't, they can't be hard fast rules, can there There's just more, yeah, no. an understanding of what works, I suppose.
1: Yes, exactly. So it's understanding how the circuit works, and then say we you know we read the we we'll read the script and be like, okay, well, this is the kind of movie that would be the best positioned at these festivals. So what are your goals? We so you can think of the right tier and level to mm. go on that journey.
0: Yeah. So I guess I guess as well. I guess the easiest way to, to to illustrate this would be if I'm if I'm a horror filmmaker, then I'm not really coming to you to talk about how I get into Venice or Bill and Ali, am I?
1: No. That's- no, I mean, no. I mean, uh, with horror, it's an interesting one. So, for example, if it's a strong horror, then it could be a case of, right, we've got a really and genre festivals that can really give you lots of opportunities for the next movie. And if you want to turn it into a feature, if it's a feature, you know, get distribution, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. But also if the story is strong and it could break out of that niche, then it could be thinking about maybe Tribeca, South by Southwest, for example. Yes. Um, but it just depends, again, at that early stage with the script, you know, kind of its potential and analyzing that and the audiences. Because with festivals, it's all about audiences. Mm. And it's not just industry, but the public too. So festivals program and create their program for their audiences. So, for example, Sundance don't do a lot of horror. Um, it's kind of art house, but then it is there, but it depends on what type of horror they have and if it fits in their kind of mold. Um, so, for example, with genre, they are going to be more, there's going to be more slots, there's going to be more broad. So, for example, like Fright Fest, you know, great festival in the UK, they have discovery screen, they have, you know, they do proper horror, they don't always do sci fi. So, you've got to, you know, be careful where you pick and where it's best to launch because there has to be a different, a certain type of movie to fit with their audiences, what they're going to want.
0: Yeah, so, so in, in a way, what you're saying there is, it's... Is... You could be selected for a festival and actually just be in... While while it's some achievement to get selected, it could actually be in the wrong place and actually serve no purpose. Is that right, do you think?
1: That's true, it could be. I mean, you've got to think about your goals. Mm. What do you want to achieve? So, in other words, uh, what do you want to achieve in the festival circuit with your film and what are your, like, bigger plans? So, obviously, um, that's going to be... um, you know, bigger plans are going to be obviously thinking about your next project. So how can this festival help me on my journey with my next film? If it's a short and the same with the feature, you know, I've got now a second feature in the pipeline. The first one has got the right audience here. They're going to love it. So I want to come back as alumni, you know, so I want to form a relationship with the festival, um, in other words, you know, and be very close, close-knit close together.
0: Okay, so then, so then in a way, a very simple strategy could be I want my short film to – to get into some festivals, let's stick with the horror genre one, because it's one I know best, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I want to get a short film at Fright Fest, or at Sitch's or at, Fant- at Fantasia Fest, or one of those things, because I've also got a feature film in development, and if, and if I get involved with that, then I'm on their radar, and when it comes to a year or two or three down the line, I'm that filmmaker they've already shown, mm. and there's a... It's not a guarantee f- for sure but it's a it's an easy way to start that conversation. I'm guessing for someone like yourself that becomes a very big stepping stone in the conversation to negotiate or discuss with the festival that this filmmaker is right for them because if you say they've already been shown it in your short film program and here's their first feature, Yes. Does that exactly. sound like a typical narrative, or am I am I making that
1: up? Does that? No, 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 no. That's, that's a typical narrative. That that happens very frequently. And also okay. within that, okay. it's a case of you know you got to ask the question. Is as they as this festival and, my, and their audience love my kind of film and they like my work. Mm. Is now it's all about after the festival's finished. It's building up relationships long term. Mm. You know, and keeping them updated about your next project. Invite them on to film set maybe, or you know, becoming or even seeing the first look trailer. You know, that kind of stuff. So getting everything early as possible. I mean, a lot of festivals, the bigger ones, like to see the first cuts and to be kept informed at early stages, Mm. not just finished, you know, so not, I mean, Picture Lock is a good time to start showing the full film, but then showing trailers kept involved in things, you know, is it quite important that they have it on their radars, um, because it happens quite frequently, is that they want, you know, that they're nurturing this talent, they want to know more about the film as early as possible, so it's about, as I said, relationship building and forming that kind of friendship, which then becomes, you know, you're kind of part of the festival's team in a way, because you're riding the right getting the right finding them the right content and also, you know, being a very exciting, innovative filmmaker.
0: So I mean so in a sense there's there's two things going on there, isn't there? There's there's obviously film talks for itself, so people go, We like this. We want yep. to show this. Yeah. And then and then when you get involved and maybe attend the festival, if you're lucky enough to either get get they bring you over or you get take or you can afford to go, then actually your role then as the filmmaker is yeah. to grow what has already started in a relationship to so him. It's almost like the film becomes superfluous, and what they exactly. begin to what they begin to think of you as a person and a filmmaker becomes a kind of three hundred and sixty thing you're managing. Then isn't it?
1: Yes, because the film sells you and you sell yourself. So when you're doing Q&As and the film screening, that is an advert for the filmmaker, director and the producer and part of the team. And it's important then that obviously that the relations are professional, but also that your passion for the festival and gratitude comes through, and then that is that is then obviously uh, fed back um, by the film by the film festival to the filmmaker, yeah. so it becomes a harmonious relationship, and like you know like a joint kind of teamwork so obviously in part of that, that strategy, the distribution's got to get it seen and get it out there and it 's not easy to get a film into a festival you know to a top tier and and you know second high high end tier festival. They're not easy to get into, you know. It's got to be a strong product, but also you've got to really plan and know who your audience is for your film before going to festivals.
0: So, but but also there's there's a there's a great benefit in being able to be yourself, isn't there? When you start to meet people. Oh, yes.
1: Yes. I mean, you can't put on, I mean, don't want to be too much yourself. Sometimes you're going to be drunk, but you know, it's got kind of a case of professionalism and like when you're working, obviously you've got to be yourself and relax and you know, the film talks for you, but also when you're doing the Q and A and introducing the film and being there, you know, you're presenting yourself and, and your career, then it is important to be as organic and natural as possible. You know, there's no need to put a show on. Festivals are all about, are always genuine and always Fully, like you know, the rounded people that are there. So what I mean, by that is you know, it's a full circle people just enjoying yourself, being new, you, being free spirited, and the passion has to come through as well. Obviously, when you're talking.
0: And 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 the the wonderful thing about being at festivals and 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 is is the idea of obviously there's lots of people in the film business and your peers are all in one small concentrated place for a concentrated amount of time. So it yeah. during that period, it's that's. Arguably, the sort of peak time to to meet new people, isn't it? Yeah. Who, who you may, who if you emailed or cold called, might never speak to you. So there is, there is, there is a lot, and and that's not about trying to force yourself on people and, and the like, but certainly try and work those kind of opportunities. I think when when you're at festivals, isn't it?
1: exactly yes it is um, because you'll find that sometimes relationships well most of the time do change when you have that face to face and you have that quality time together so for example I've been emailing for a long time a festival programmer based in America mm-hmm. and you know and eventually said, you know I mean I had films in there each year at the festival I never actually got, got a chance to go so one year I did get a chance to go because so I was going to be in Houston so I was like oh I can go um, and then I went there and finally had the face to face it was like so different just having the email kind of like someone behind email you know and just the foot not formal not too formal but you know just an email so it's a little bit uh, unemotional and dispassionate there's no so there's place, no
0: tone there's no tone in an email
1: no is there? there isn't a tone there's no like no like you know now like hey you know it's just it says in, in like you know the email hey you know it's not there's no like like kind of timbre or kind of like you know um anything kind of like any kind of quality in there mm. so it was actually quite nice in person to have things change and then we had this kind of banter and emails and then after that because we met each other and also it does change things when you meet them because you know if they're going to be like friends as well as colleagues that kind of thing mm. so that's always nice
0: what's what's been some of your uh your sort of Favorite surprising outcomes for filmmakers you've worked with who've, who've gone off, you know, with a film to show and maybe attending a QA, and then as a result of that, there's there's sort of been that kind of butterfly effect where there's been somebody else there. Because, I mean, I guess maybe you should talk about who you might expect to come across while you're at festivals. Obviously, we've got punters who are watching films, but obviously, mm. it, it, the higher up, the, higher up, the, uh, higher up the, the, the chain you are in terms of the festival's prestige, the more likely you are to get. But well, the ancillary industries, the filmmakers, like, I guess, distributors, sales agents, you know, producers who are looking for people to work with and so on and so forth. Have you, have you had any, any 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 stories you can tell us there?
1: Yeah. In fact, there's a festival, actually, that's really nice, which is called the Idlewild Film Festival in in the U.S., in yeah. California. Right. And this is really, because this is a small area, but it's a very intimate kind of festival and lots of, like, networking happens there. It's actually quite, what's the word? Very effective networking, because in terms of what I mean by that is um, is that um, when we went there, we had several of my clients were there, and one of them had never been to a festival before ever, so he was like nervous, but then when he got there, he felt welcomed by the festival team, mm-hmm. and then he actually met one of my friends, an actress there, they got on really well, and now, they're now working together on a film. So he went back to the States recently, stayed with her in the house got thrashed out the script and got her rehearsing all this kind of thing you know getting the film ready to you know in, rehearsing it to get into production and now it's going to go into production all through just that festival by just hanging out networking I and mean, natural networking not forced in a room but just like chilling out with beers in the pub and mm. dinners and, whatever. and you know just it is a natural organic way of networking in that small area but very intimate but useful kind of way to network so actually, he actually got confidence so he actually went from being nervous to what don't know what to expect and what people think of my film to actually being himself and through his natural um, Q&A's and passion coming through of his filmmaking career and the film he was with people then warmed to him he got more connections he got connections distribution and then obviously meeting my friend who's an actress they know we together on the next project, which will be perfect, and she's perfect for the role. So things like that, just he did not came there nervous, you know, expecting it, didn't know what to expect, but just didn't have fear. And all the fear went. to actually, that was all just false evidence appearing real. To actually then real to actually become reality was a lot better.
0: I think. I think is that the minute we can tell ourselves fear is nervous excitement, then we're we're already on the we're a winner at that point.
1: Exactly. Uh, Exactly. My, my, uh,
0: it, sounds, it sounds that that outcome sounds a lot. An artist friend of mine, she 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 believes in this idea of that, you know, by going to these things and almost by the very fact that you're there, you, you're almost receptive to. It's 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 it all sounds a bit wishy washy and hippy dippy, but I kind of <laughs> I kind of go with it. It's like idea of you're putting out something that says I'm, and you're receiving other people's, skills, and that will bring you together with like minded people. She's she's kind of what you can never plan any of these things. If you are sort of, you got that look on your face that says, you know, gotta have a chat with me. It just exactly it's how it all starts. It doesn't start with here's a pitch, here's a synopsis, log line. If it started like that, we'd just be robots.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. That's not natural at all. It isn't natural at all. Um, and also, it's uh, it's it feels forced by doing it that way.
0: Mm. Now, um, what we'll do is we'll put some we'll put some links in the show notes as to how that people can get hold of you.
1: Mm-hmm. But, uh, do you right. wanna,
0: but do you want to talk briefly about how how you like to sort of um, sort of receive those initial inquiries from filmmakers who might who might listening to this thing? You know what I need I need um, I need I need some help with what I'm about to do with my film or a film I'm about to make in terms of being more strategic about it. How how does that conversation start with you? And then what does what is it? What do you? What, how is it? How is it packaged up in terms of how? You can help them and what people might pay for. Okay.
1: So I welcome any form of communication, text, WhatsApp, email, we chat, or the phone. You can contact me any forms of communication, they'll get responded to, I'm okay. all of them. Okay. Um and in terms of uh what we can offer, we do different we have two different types of services. Okay. We have a consultancy service and a management service. So with the consultancy service, it's where we, uh, we do your script or watch the film and then help you create a successful film festival and distribution strategy. Yeah. And that's like hourly fees. And then we also have management packages where we take care of looking after some or all of the festival management uh, process. So that includes submitting the film to our contacts directly, pitching the film to our contacts directly, organizing all the screenings, lobbying the film, and uh, doing all the events uh, management work, and also that also includes helping you, if you wish, find a sales agent and PR.
0: Okay, okay. And that, and, and obviously, you, you've grown this network of, um, of contacts and, and, and people you think might be interested in, in various projects, so you, they, 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 they're looking at you to say, what have you got as much as you go into them, look, I've got this.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So it's all about the teamwork and harmony, really, the right project. And, you know, what, obviously, we can't take everything on. So some films that, you know, have really bad sound, uh, one films is, you know, something like that that isn't festival viable, that won't achieve those goals of a filmmaker once, mm-hmm. we can't represent. But obviously, we can, we are, are, one of our sole purposes is always nurturing and helping filmmakers for their next movie. So we can, you know, have a consultancy and say why it wouldn't be appropriate for this film, do festivals, what you want, but the next one could do this, you know, that kind of thing is always there. You know, I have to have transparency to help you on the next step.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so like, like I think like we said, you, you're not just gonna take any filmmaker on for the sake of it, you... No. For your, for your own reputation, you have to be talking up and talking about things that you believe in as much as, as the people that you want to take them and show them at festivals. Yes,
1: yes, exactly.
0: No, that makes perfect sense. So, just as a final thing, and you've just mentioned there about about <laughs> something obvious, but maybe not so obvious to people who are a bit a bit naive about what might happen that that something as straightforward as getting the sound right is important to mm. your film your success. But do you want to give us sort of a just as a final thing, sort of three three things that that, that a filmmaker looking at the world of film festivals as they listen to this podcast should consider just maybe three key points to consider?
1: Three key things. Okay, so the first thing, first and foremost, is that you always need a strategy. This has to be thought out, ideally, during your film's development phase.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Extremely important. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. So that's the golden rule.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So think about what you want to achieve An early stage. You know, why am I making this film? There's a reason why I'm doing it. So let's flesh that out and figure out how it can be best exposed and distributed upon its completion. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Number two is to really think about looking at your script thoroughly and getting objective feedback on it because the the script is where it all begins. So having a strong script will go very far to helping you achieve your goals as a filmmaker. Yeah, so that's a crucial thing. And the third one is when it comes to um, Making your film, ensure you have all of the key HODs that will be able to um, make your film to its high, to reach its highest potential. So have a really good sound guy, have a really good strong first AD, have a strong script editor, have a strong cast. You know all those people need to be part of your family mm. and envision envision working with them long term. So not just on one film, but building that support team and support network for for your whole career.
0: I can, uh, I can speak with the voice of experience on that last one. Um, yeah. I I, I I was kind of recommended a sound guy, and it was the only person that I took on for a project that I didn't know firsthand, and it was the only person that let me down. So, yes, yeah. I can concur that making sure you've got the right people around you to make the, f- the film that you want and make the best film you can is... It's something you can get right before you set foot on a set.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, it is exactly. You're absolutely right. And if someone let you down, that's the whole team down.
0: No, totally. Yeah. No, it's it, it's like it's weird because you, 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 the thing not, not weird at all, but it's it's interesting. I always find it interesting when film is a creative. It's a creative business, but the business part of it is is where it has similarities with any business. You know, teamwork you know, in collaboration, these are words that exist in any office, you know, yeah. there's, there's no secret to being successful, it's, it's about being able to work with one another, it's about having the best talent available to you, those are, those are the routes to success, whether it be a film or an app developer, you know, it's like you don't, there's no magic bullet that you're suddenly going to become this, this demagogue who's going to make everyone do what they want
1: yes exactly no i agree that's true um like we say it's all there's no iron team
0: <laughs> indeed indeed well look rebecca thank you very much for giving us your time on the podcast like i say i'll put i'll put will put some basic details in for, to, so people can get in touch with you direct if they if they like yes. what they hear and want to talk more with you and yep. uh, good luck with the project is there any projects you want that you want to highlight that you've got that that, that are uh, that that people should look out for that's coming up on the festival circuit in the in the spring early summer
1: yeah so we've got now coming up in the spring it's gonna get the world premiere locked at the moment but we're working on uh george michael freedom the director's cut Mm -hmm. so that's going to be in a lot of festivals already booked in for from between april onwards and also there'll be a big release theatrically for that film too that we're working on
0: fantastic news
1: Yeah. And also there's a lot of, we also specialize in representing and nurturing filmmakers from South Africa. Okay. So we have coming up uh, several films from South Africa uh, around the world. In UK, Mm -hmm. at the British Urban Film Festival, there'll be a a standing film called Beyond the River. So that'll be on in uh, July. And some shorts are on the circuit too. We don't do many shorts, but we've got a few right now that we're working on. And Mm -hmm. our big one is called Us. Uh, which is by Will Derbyshire, a big up-and-coming talent, yeah. and he'll be um, screening around USA and UK, and including the New Filmmakers LA Festival in
0: April, and representing the Brit Week. Sounds like you're very busy.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but I love it, though.
0: Indeed, indeed. Well, look, thanks again for your time on the podcast, and uh, good luck with all the films and 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 the new filmmakers that come your way brilliant thank you very much Britflix.com podcast is provided totally free without any outside advertising so if you enjoyed it please make sure to subscribe at iTunes and write me a review thank you